ഹമദുഹുനസ്തൂഫിറുനസ്തൂഫിറുനസ്തൂഫിറുനസ്തൂഫിറുനസ്തൂഫിറുനസ്തൂഫിറുനസ്തൂഫിറുനസ്തൂ
We need to understand and we need to know the virtues of Al-Aqsa. Where does Al-Aqsa fit in the life of every believer? And we need to understand that the Yahud, that this Yahud, they have violated the sanctity of Al-Aqsa. And they've committed various crimes against the worshippers, the musallis, that they found themselves making salah in this masjid and against the masjid itself. And remember my beloved brothers that Al-Aqsa Yani Masjidun Azimun Mubarak That this is a great and a blessed masjid This is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And know that this place is Makanatul Aliyah That it has a high status by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it has a high status in every single Muslim's heart and know that this is a masjid that is specifically spoken about in the book of Allah azza wa jal al-Quran and it is specifically spoken about in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and of the virtues of this masjid is that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he informed us and he said la tashaddu rihal to not undertake a journey illa ila thalathati masajid except to three masajid Al-Masjid Al-Haram <coughs> which is in Mecca Al-Masjid Al-Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which is in Medina and Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa which is in Palestine The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam informed us and he said to not undertake a journey to any other masjid, yani do not go for the purpose of ibadah to anywhere else except to these three masajid. <clears throat> what does this mean? What this means is you cannot go, for example, to Iraq, because there's a masjid there of Abdul Qadir Jilani. This is what they say. Or the grave of someone, etc. You cannot go out and set out a journey to these places for ibadah. This is based on the hadith that we just did. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us and he says or before this Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhi asks Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Rasulullah O Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أي مسجد وضع في الأرض أولا What was the first masjid that was placed on this dunya? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
He said Al-Masjid Al-Haram. It was the Masjid in Mecca. Al-Haram. Then I asked, and which was the Masjid built next? Yani which was the second Masjid? He replied, the Masjid of Al-Aqsa. So this has some virtue. The first Masjid being Masjid Al-Haram. The second Masjid being Masjid Al-Aqsa. I then asked, what was the period of construction between these two? What was the period of construction between the first Masjid and the second Masjid? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 40 years. And then he added and he said, that wherever you may be and the prayer time becomes due, perform the prayer day. For the best thing is to do so, to offer prayers in its time. And look at the end of this hadith. The end of this hadith is appealing to us. That whenever the waqt, whenever the time of salah is entered, then you need to make salah. Wherever you might find yourself, the Prophet wasallam he says that this earth is a masjid. But we find many people, I'm at work, I cannot make salah on time. So I come home and I need to make taraweeh because I need to make salah from the start of the day until the end of the day salah. The Prophet says when the time of salah comes in you make salah wherever you find yourself. Of the virtues of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa that know that Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa it was the first Qibla of the Muslims. It was the first Qibla before we made Salah to Al-Haram Al-Makki. Before we faced the Kaaba, the early Muslims made Salah and they faced Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Al-Bara'a narrated and he said we prayed along with Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam facing Al-Aqsa for 16 or 17 months. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered him to face, to change now to Makkah. And from whence soever you start forth your prayers, turn your faith in the direction of the sacred mosque of Makkah, Al-Masjid Al-Haram. So here we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if there was no virtue, if there was no blessing of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, then this is one of the main things. That the early Muslims of Islam, for 16 or 17 months, they would face Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to turn to Makkah. Of the virtues of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, Subhanal ladhi asra bi'abdihi laylan min al-Masjid Al-Haram ila al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, al-ladhi barakna hawlahu. That glory and exalted be Allah Azza wa Jal, took his slave Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for a journey by night 
from Al-Masjid Al-Haram to the, far, to the furthest mosque, Al-Aqsa, the neighborhood way of, it was, we are blessed in order that we might show him, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, our ayat. And indeed know that Allah who Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is As-Sami' that is all hearing Al-Basir he is the one that sees everything so here my beloved brothers in Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he takes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Al-Masjid Al-Haram he takes him to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and from Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa he ascends to the Summer. It was the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I said to him, O Messenger of Allah, tell us about Baytul Maqdis. He said that indeed Baytul Maqdis, it is the land of resurrection and it is the land of gathering. Go and pray there. For one prayer, there is like 1,000 prayers elsewhere. And I said, what if I cannot travel to go there? He said, then send a gift of oil to light its lamps. And whoever does this is like one who goes there. This hadith is da'if. This hadith is weak. And we will see a bit later with regards to the amount of rewards that one actually gets for praying in Masjid Al-Aqsa. The reason for quoting this hadith is that some ulama, they've used weak hadith for virtue only, to show the virtue of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says, I was brought Al-Burak. And Al-Burak is an animal. It is white and long. It is larger than a donkey, but smaller than a mule. Who would place his hoof a distance equal to the range of a virgin. I mounted it and I came to the temple. So he mounted it and he came to Baytul Maqdis. And then what happens? He says, I tied it to one of the rings that was used by the previous Ambiya. I entered the masjid and prayed two raka'ats in it. And then came out and Jibreel alayhi salam brought me a vessel of wine and a vessel of milk. I chose the milk and Jibreel said, you have chosen the natural thing. Then he took me to the Sama and Jibreel asked the gate of the Sama to be opened. And this is a lengthy hadith. This hadith explains the whole <coughs> incident of Al-Isra. But our purpose in this khutbah is to highlight the importance of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this hadith narrated by Abu Dhar radiyallahu anh, 
Where he says we were discussing when we were with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Which is better? The mosque of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-masjid al-nabawi or al-bayt al-maqdis. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, one prayer in my mosque is better than four prayers offered in Baytul Maqdis. And what a good place of prayer it is. Soon there will come a time when if a man has a piece of land the size of a horse's rope from which he can see Al Baytul Maqdis, that will be better for him than the whole world. This hadith is found in the Mustadrak of Imam Al Hakim and Declared Sahih by Shaykh Albani Rahimallahu Ta'ala O slaves of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Like we mentioned Earlier Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa It is a place that holds value In the heart Of every believing male And female And never for a moment Doubt that you fellow Muslim brothers and sisters are doing nothing for Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa because they don't drive around with a flag <coughs> or because they don't put up a WhatsApp status or because they don't parade in the streets who knows it is that same brother or sister that stands up in the middle of the night and cries to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the kings of this dunya are asleep and the doors of the governments are closed and he cries out to the Lord of the worlds who through the noble lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and whatever Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke it was not out of his own accord. وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى But that we inspired him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he spoke. Is it not that Allah Azza wa Jal says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he descends to the samaud dunya once the third has passed of the night? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He asks Who is there of my slaves That wants to be forgiven I will forgive him Who is there of my slaves That asks Let him ask And I will give him So who knows It is that slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That he stands up During the middle of the night And that he cries to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To lift and to ease the affairs and the struggles of his Muslim brothers and sisters wherever they might find themselves. It was narrated from Abdullah ibn Amr that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said when Sulaiman ibn Dawood finished building the Baytul Maqdis he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for three things judgment that was in harmony with his judgment a dominion that no one after him would have and that no one should come to this mosque intending only to pray there but he would emerge free from sin as the day his mother gave birth to him the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said two prayers were granted and i hope 
that the third one was also granted. So two prayers were guaranteed granted. As for the third one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Ya Abdullah, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to realize and we need to understand that the aggression of the Yahud against Al-Aqsa it is not something that happened overnight it is not something that's been coming on for the last 10 or 15 years go read the books of history open the books of history and you will see that this is a plot and the plan of the Yahud for thousands and thousands of years and know that this plot of uh, to take over Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and to take the land of the Palestinians then know that this is not just a conflict over land but this is Qadiyatul Islamiyah that know that this is an Islamic affair that the humanitarian affair comes afterwards and going to the United Nations it comes afterwards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open the book of Allah and see وَلَن تَرْضَى عَنْكَ الْيَهُودُ وَلَن نَصَارَ حَتَّى تَتَّبِعْ مِلَّتَهُمْ That the Yahud and the Nasara will never ever help you. They will never ever support you until you follow them مِلَّا شِبَرًا بِشِبَرًا Until you follow them step by step and you follow them into the lizard holes. Look at the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's support, then turn back to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you want the Muslim lands to be liberated, then turn back to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not befitting. It is not befitting the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to stand and march in streets. To stand and march in streets. To call unto this government and to call unto that government. To share the platform with communists. To share the platform with imperialists. To share a platform with LGBT people. This is not Islam. If Rasulullah wanted this, not all of the Quraysh was against him. Why didn't he take them with to go and march? Why didn't he take them with to have a support? It is time that this Ummah realizes that if we do not go back to what corrected the first of this Ummah, then nothing is going to correct the latter of this Ummah. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is our duty as servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to realize that the plot of the Yahud it is never overland and it was never overland the plot of the Yahud is to destroy Islam look at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam look at his situation in Medina what happened? Look at Khaybar. Open the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and you will see how devious the Yahud was 
to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqulu hadha qawl wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisair muslimi min kulli dham fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim Alhamdulillahi al-azim al-ihsani wasi'u fadli wa juli wa amtinan wa shadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika la wa shadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh sallallahu wa sallam alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd ibadallah fattakullaha ta'ala O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says and whatever of misfortune befalls you, it is because of what your hands have earned. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَيَعْفُوا عَنْ كَثِيرٌ That He pardons a lot. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now is the time to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. Now is the time to turn back and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. Now is the time to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey the commands of Allah azza wa Now is the time to stay away from sin and to worship one Allah and one Allah alone. وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على محمد بن عبد الله كما أمركم الله بذلك 